That's right. We've got some breaking news for all of our listeners in the UK, London, or if you can just get to London on October 7th. That's in only two weeks. We are going to have a live show at the Top Secret Comedy Club. Erica Tamposi is with me tonight. So is Danny Kelly. We're going to talk Texans and Panthers. But Erica, I know you're thrilled. The show uh, starts at 7.30 p.m. It ends at 9, and you can find details again at the top secret comedy club we're going to put it on all our socials it should be fun yeah make sure you check us out on social media we'll we'll be posting it and um you know london fans we're sorry but there is a limited amount so you better jump on that quick and trust me greg has been talking all day about how excited he is to hang out with every single one of you <laughs> after the show and grab a pint that is true i mean we, we don't have anything else to do why not um <laughs> it ends around 9 p.m but it should be really fun we've done this a couple of times and if you're saying like why are you putting us on the Texans uh, Panthers TNF recap? You know what? If you listen to this podcast, you are our kind of fan, and we want to see you live because, you know, this isn't maybe the NFL's best game in the world. Again, 7.30 p.m., October 7, 20, uh, 2021. That's this year in London. That top is. secret uh, <laughs> comedy club. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there. And now on to the show. Darnold's going to keep and get it into the end zone for the touchdown. All eyes to McCaffrey. And Sam Darnold takes it in, his second rushing touchdown of the year. Mills throws, pass caught, touchdown, Miller. First and goal, handoff here for the touchdown to Tommy Tremble. Darnold takes it and is in for the touchdown. Oh yeah, the snow patrol hits Houston. A blizzard's coming. Nine quarterback sacks on Davis Mills as the Panthers win 24-9. Uh, I'm Greg Rosenthal. I'm with Danny Kelly. I'm just trying to add a little uh, fun and excitement to uh, a Thursday <laughs> night football game that we thought would go a certain type of way, Danny. Of course, you can catch Danny uh, over mm-hmm. at The Ringer in The Ringer's fantasy football show. Uh, and it went that way. It didn't go that for about a half. We thought maybe Davis Mills will make this a little <laughs> yeah. uh, friskier than we thought. But you can you can put a dome over your head. You can go to Houston, uh, but you can't you can't escape the Snow Patrol. Phil Snow's Panthers defense is coming for you, and ultimately <laughs> they keep the de- Texans in single digits. And it probably wasn't even as close as the score indicates. Yeah. I mean, it, it is really fun to watch that pass rush, though. I mean, I know that I recognize that it's a, a rookie quarterback making his first start, third-round rookie, um, and so you should definitely temper your expectations. But, man, this the Panthers' pass rush was definitely, you know, as advertised, and it was good to see them do it again because aren't, aren't they the number one defense? I mean, in the yeah. Right I mean, if, on if, and how could they not be if you look at their first <laughs> two weeks? You know, they give up right. 14 points to the Jets. Uh, they have the most dominant defensive performance possible uh against the saints one of the most like single game performance best single game performances uh against uh you know new orleans and then they get davis mills in this third game so i'm excited to have the panthers at three and oh and part of this nfl season in a fun meaningful way i don't think you can say just because of the way that the matchups have shaken out and and that saints team was missing so much it was a weird week for them that like we know everything about them but that's okay like let's let's start with the positive because we will get to the injuries which are, are very concerning with carolina but let's let's talk sam darnold through three games and then especially you know looking at tonight 
What what is your feeling about the Sam Darnold in Carolina experience, Danny? <laughs> I think overall, you have to be encouraged. I mean, I mean, they, you just you just laughed at the, the question Jets, of like, how it's going, so that's concerning for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, I've been moderately Moderate. impressed. Obviously, it, it matters with the, who they've played so far, and and the fact that he's only he has literally not played a snap yet playing from behind like they've had a lead or it's been tied every time he's taken a snap this year so like uh, the game scripts have been beneficial for him they haven't been having to like get him out and throw a bunch and and really sort of come back in in comeback mode or anything like that so that that definitely matters because you know in the highly schemed sort of conservative offense I think that that uh, Joe Brady has put together for him is like well defined everything seems pretty open and pretty clear like they've in the first half, DJ Moore was just wide open everywhere. Like it seemed like every snap. And so, um, you know, he's hitting the throws that he needs to make. I think he's still a little bit skittish when pressure gets around him and, and, and a little bit unaware. He's got kind of like the Danny Dimes thing where isn't quite aware where pressure is coming from, but, um, you know, not every quarterback, I, very few quarterbacks are just like really, really good in the pocket, like in a muddy pocket. So I, I don't know if I was expecting a miracle or anything like that. So it's still a little bit of Darnold, but, at the end of the day, honestly, I've been pretty impressed, and I, he's definitely going in the right direction. So maybe there is something to this uh, Adam <laughs> well, Gase. Thing. Definitely is something to like the Gase, um, <laughs> you know, glow up when you when you leave him. It's just sort of like what yeah. level can Darnold get to? I, I think tonight I saw a couple things that I wanted to see more of, and I, and I still want to see more of, but mm-hmm. those were plays that he made on his own there wasn't a a ton but when pressure did come that he escaped the pocket um that he or he navigated the pocket and he he made a play under pressure more importantly there was a couple where he went to his second and third read i think through three weeks it's pretty clear like if darnold is protected in this offense and he's going to his first read he's pretty money uh he can do that I think they need to start. Yeah. They're going to need to add more elements to this offense as they go, but that's not a criticism. He's, he's just starting out They're three and O while doing it, but it's a lot of just DJ Moore is awesome and wide open and guys are, are wide open for him in general, <laughs> right. but that was true for Teddy last year and Teddy moved the ball and Sam Darnold had a, a pretty good, you know, track record through three games, finishing these games. They're not scoring a ton of points. That's the thing. They haven't had to. He's fumbled four times, which leads the NFL. So that is a little Mm -hmm. bit of a concern, like whether he's going to just lock on his guy and freeze up a little. But I did see a couple plays tonight. I just think you're going to need to get Robbie Anderson and Terrence Marshall involved at some point, and they really have not been this year. I mean, Robbie Anderson's sitting on about 100 yards for the season, and Terrence Marshall's under that. And so... You're going to keep having to add elements. They play the Bucks twice and the Bills in their last four games. That's three of their last four. But the schedule's pretty reasonable uh, until then. You get the Cowboys-Eagles next week and stuff. So they, they're going to add elements. It's just going to be harder without Christian McCaffrey. So we'll, we'll, we'll mention the injuries here. McCaffrey leaves with a hamstring injury yeah. uh, early in this game. And so Darnold kind of did have to carry them a little more. They ran less, I think, than they, than they probably would have with Chubba uh, Hubbard back there. And then J.C. Horn, their first-round cornerback, break, breaks his foot, according to mm. our guy Ian Rappaport. It's expected to be a broken foot, maybe not season-ending, but uh, very disappointing injuries. And especially without McCaffrey, you're the fantasy guy. Like, what, what do you think about 
Hubbard, what do you think about the Panthers, you know, and their offense moving forward without McCaffrey? Because it's a little bit different game planning for Darnold if he's not there. Right. I mean, man, we and we could see it so in the early part of the game, like McCaffrey is just so good in the way that he changes what they can do on offense, the way he can take just a simple little dump off pass and create explosive plays. Like they're not going to be able to recreate that. They're not going to be able to get that from Chuba Hubbard. But I, I think Hubbard, you know, he is does it bring Chuba? explosive. It's not. It's Chuba, get. not Chuba. Yeah, Roy, I know that. Okay, Chuba. Chuba. Yeah, it's Chuba. Um, I, you know, he he's good. He had like a two thousand yard season two se- two seasons ago. So it's not like he's just some Joe Schmo. But at the same time, he's definitely not McCaffrey, and he doesn't give them what you know, what McCaffrey brings, like tackle breaking, all that stuff. He's he's an explosive play creator if he has space. Um. I, I bet they'll get Royce Freeman involved a little bit, you know, mm. but at the end of the day, it's just not going to be as good. So they're going to have to figure out, you know, I think you're right. They're going to have to figure out ways to get Marshall more involved. They're going to have to figure out ways to uh, get Robbie Anderson. He had two targets in this game, which is just bizarre because he had like a thousand yards last year. So um, I do like the fact that they've sort of swapped the roles that they had last year, because last year was like DJ Moore running these clear out routes for the love of the game. And then Robbie Anderson was getting everything underneath. And um, now Moore is the guy. He he's is a like, one. He he's know, a he's true one. He, he gets open every yeah. every snap. And I think if you watch the Panthers last December, yeah. and this you know obviously still with Teddy, Moore start kind of started taking over. And I wonder if Rule kind of realized yeah. at that point, like, oh, Robbie's great. We're gonna give him his contract, and he, we need him. And they need him to do more than this. But right. M- Moore is the guy there. I love I love me some DJ Moore. Yeah. He's so good. He's really, really good. And I think Marshall has a chance to be really good too. I mean, he probably would have been a first rounder if he hadn't. There's a uh, there's a lot to, there's a lot to him, like. So, I mean, there uh, there's a lot, a lot to of like. Really I think the defense players. can survive the absence of J.C. Horn, although it's a pretty big loss because you you don't love the depth in the secondary. They're gonna get A.J. Boye back next week supposedly, but he hasn't been great. Yeah. Uh, like Dante Jackson, who's their corner, is a much better two. I, he is a t- he is perfect for this defense. Phil Snow. That's the name of the defensive coordinator. He looks like a like a character in the <laughs> Sopranos or something. He I'm very he has a very everything about him is very surprising. And he runs kind of a college defense which relies on like a lot of energy, a lot of blitzes and it's working. I don't know if it's going to keep working. Are you uh, annoyed at all about how they used McCaffrey in the first 2 weeks cuz he had 59 touches? And like some Panthers Twitter is coming at me being like, "Well, how come you didn't tweet that <laughs> right. before the game?" It's like Hey, bro, I, I wrote it down in my notebook. Maybe I don't tweet everything, but I did write it down in my notebook. 59 <laughs> touches in two weeks coming off a major injury. And these teams like get so worked up about, oh, you can't use them, anyone in the preseason. But then the season starts and you use them 59 times in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And they were giving them carry after carry up three scores against the Saints. That's where it bothers me more. When you know you have a Thursday night game, right. why are you giving them tons of inside carries up 26 to 7? against the saints bad job matt rule right i think that contractually as a fantasy guy i have to say i love coaches who give their not if it gets them hurt four days later no i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) i know i know um it is weird though it's a kind of bizarre because like nobody else really does that anymore derrick henry i I mean henry's coming off 41 touches yeah there have been like stats you know jason lisk did this um that the whole like curse of 370 carries maybe isn't so much a thing, mm-hmm. but 
that the plus 30 or around 30 in one game is a thing in terms of causing injuries in the, in the week or two after. Mm. And then you recover, but that's exactly what they did with McCaffrey. And, and it does bother me, this whole, like, everyone's in bubble wrap in the preseason. I even get annoyed by people on Twitter. They're like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you, you, know, you put him out there for five snaps in the preseason. Or if someone gets hurt in the preseason, it's a tragedy. Meanwhile, half of the NFL <laughs> is on IR right now from the last two weeks. And it's like, oh, that's fine. That's just football. Right. I don't know. There's some sort of like cognizant, cognitive <laughs> dissonance there. I'm just ranting. This is how these shows go, Danny. Do you want to talk about Dan- Davis Mills? What do you that. What do you want to talk about Davis Mills? When did you first see the neck picture, and do you think uh, it was photoshopped? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't think it was photoshopped because you know checking the tape. There's a bunch of other pictures of him where weren't it's you just watching it all neck. night tonight? Um, and it was it was pretty long. <laughs> it's an advantage kind of though kind of like yeah. I, I told I my, I, my son just started baseball and yeah. I told him like being short you know there's like less of a strike zone so that if you crouch a little like that's actually kind of an advantage uh, in some ways it's like the Altuve advantage now <laughs> hit, Davis Mills's neck is like a dis is an advantage too because you can get a lot of penalties to the head and neck area you know what I mean it's a bigger sweet spot for them to hit so you can get more oh, 15 right. penalties <laughs> That's wow! I didn't even think of that. That's really brilliant. Uh, they did. It didn't matter in this game because they just teed off on him, and, and because he's a rookie, I guess, and because no one knows who he is. They right? They should care. have called one or two um, of those. One of them, they did plays. hit him in the neck seriously, yeah. and they should have called that. But yeah. Um, overall, though, like I was somewhat not impressed is not the right word. It, it wasn't gross. It wasn't a terrible, terrible job by him. I think that the. The Texans' game plan was just so, so conservative, insanely conservative. It was like run, run, you know, dump off, run, run, screen. And it wasn't even like run, run, pass where you were actually going past the six. It was just like doing everything they could to make him a complete non-factor. He looked pretty good in the two-minute drill before the half. Um, you know, he looked good at times in the second half when they were having to pass. And I, I think, you know, if you're a Texans fan, you'd have to come away somewhat I guess encourage that he's just not a complete train wreck. He's he's not like a, a Nathan Peterman type performance here where you're just like you want to gouge your eyeballs out. So um, I wouldn't say it was super impressive, but for a third round rookie, you know, obviously there's so much background. We have to we're also obliged to to mention that he was like the top overall <laughs> high school that is uh, mentioned a lot. Point. So you can't say his name without. I am I am it. a little bit. <laughs> it's like the Jimmy Graham I hate played to just basketball like react thing, to the but, reactions, yeah. but you know there was a lot of that on Twitter and by Troy Aikman it's like oh he he served himself well it's like yeah I mean you're right the the game plan kind of kept him down and they were maybe too conservative (laughs) early ultimately though the Texans gained 193 Mm -hmm. yards yeah and and the score was 24 to 9 and like you're gonna be the worst offense in the league if that continues you're you're gonna need the running game to be better like Lindsey and Ingram have been pretty good this season so I I think they thought they would get more out of them but it was exactly the game I expected. There was barely any drives. And I've watched a lot of Davis Mills this year. Let me tell you. I watched every I think I watched all of his preseason snaps. I watched last <laughs> week. I watched this week. And like it every wow. every game is the same, which is if he is protected, he he will spin it. And it looks it looks good. You're right. I mean it looks good. Mm-hmm. But like that's just not how the NFL works. And he's really not good when he's not protected. And that hopefully gets better. But I've been burned so many times by this exact type of quarterback, Mike Glennon, Zach Mettenberger, um, even (laughs) even 
I was thinking, he reminded me a little right. bit of like Shab um, or something like that. I don't know. No, because his arm is, he's got great arm. I guess Shab, Shab could throw it a little bit back in the day, but Mil, Mills can spin it. And I don't know. Like if, if you, he, he can't move too well. And I don't think he reacts to pressure well right now. And that's fine. He's a rookie. But mm-hmm. the tech, I'm just annoyed because we, I thought that this Panthers-Texans game could have been a lot of fun on TNF with Tyrod. Tyrod was playing so well. It would have been like a, f- it would have been oh, like yeah, a fun, been, weird, yeah. hey, they give the NFL Network, um, like the teams that only get into primetime once for the year, get it on the NFL Network early Thursday slate. <laughs> but this would have been a fun version of that with Tyrod, the way he was playing. And I think the Texans v- might very well have won that game. You know, if you put Tyrod in this game, I think they win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't get that game. We got the Davis Mills game, and I'm sorry that that had to be your first, uh, you know, around the NFL experience. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I agree with you though, because the Panthers, as impressive as they as they have been so far, they let the Jets hang around for a while. They let the Texans hang around. Clearly, they just demolished the Saints, so that was definitely a really good game. But um, it seems like they're sort of playing with fire a little bit, and and. You know, kind of letting these games, you know, last a little bit too long, I think. And so, yeah, they're definitely going to have to play better if they want to continue to be a, a legitimate contender and, and for people to consider them like real, you know, because 3 0 is great, but um, we need to see them playing from behind. We need to see them like what Sam Darnold looks like when, you know, there's some, uh, you know, trouble and, and he has sure. to actually like. They did only win five games last game year, or something so like that. So is, is pretty sweet. He's just got to play a little faster. Every everything needs to happen yeah, I mean, a little faster. Enjoy it. That's kind enjoy of the it. story of Darnold's career. It's still to me the story, but he's obviously when he gets the ball out on time, it's nice. He just gives me a stress level because like they take the clock down to zero almost every time. It, it you see zero <laughs> every time, and that's just yeah. like every everything's just a little bit slow. It will get better, and it's a, it's nice when you know mm-hmm. you can get better. At three and zero, I I don't think you can get any better, Danny. Um, the the fantasy football show multiple times a week over at the Ringer <laughs> Podcast Network. That's right, right. What night? What days are yeah. those dropping now? Yeah, we're we are recording. Yeah. So the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. I know. I remember. Formerly that. known it was as a, the a regrettable name. Podcast. I think you guys uh, did the right thing. Change it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> The, the SEO turns out when you type in <laughs> fantasy, it just shows up as fantasy football, which you're not going to find a lot of stuff that way. Um, yeah, so it's on Sunday, oh, Monday, man, four. Wednesday, and Friday. And and then we also, yeah, four a week. And then we also do a green room on Sundays, a couple of green rooms on Sundays. So that's like that's live. Fun. People should uh, check that out. Danny's great. Check out his writing, fantasy or not. He, uh, he does it all. Draft season, he's great. He does it all. He, he's a renaissance man. He uh, he joined us. He talked Panthers, <laughs> Texans. Um, the Texans' fun uh, whole idea of the Texans' fun season is over. They play the Bills next, and then the Patriots. And I just don't think it's gonna go well with Davis Mills. But that, that that's fine. They they don't deserve it karma wise. Sorry, Texans fan. Um, that's just that's just how it goes. If you made it to the end of this podcast, though, we love you because you're a true diehard. Uh, thank you to Danny and uh, Erica, of course, behind the glass. Uh, until Sunday, I guess I'll say it this time. Heed the call. <laughs>